Friday morning with Dick and Jen. Good morning, Tia. And I didn't realize that this was even a thing anymore. Like, I always hear, like, the World's Fair is, like, a thing of the 60s and 70s. And Yeah, you see old news clippings of it and yeah, old pictures. Yeah, sure. like the, the Space Age ovens that were shown off at the <laughs> times. You know, and I didn't really realize that was a thing. But apparently, I happened to see a headline that this week, the... Uh, State of Minnesota was looking to find out if we were going to be hosting. We were in the running for hosting the uh, World Expo in 2027. Well, we got beat out by Serbia. <laughs> so that's the most random. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Serbia. Huh? Yeah. So specifically, the bid was put in to host it in Bloomington. It fell short uh, with, again, Serbia being selected as the host for the 2027 Expo. Uh, Members of the Bureau of International uh, Day Expositions cast their votes on their preferred finalists on Wednesday morning. And um, Bloomington, one of the United States locations, was knocked out again. Uh, Serbia and Spain named the two finalists. So we weren't the there was more than one to pick a winner, apparently. Um, But they eventually well, actually, they did. Sorry. They eventually did go on to name uh, Belgrade, Serbia as the the winner in a a close vote. Eighty one to seventy. Yeah. I wonder what's. At the World Fair. I mean, well, it's not it's not stoves and, like you said, refrigerators. It's probably technology. It is. And so I was I was trying to find, like, a, a good example of things you'd find at a modern world right. expo. And they, they kind of just loosely explained it as, like, a, a place to show off the latest, you know, human marvels, basically. Okay. So, yeah, I, I know that, again, when I think World's Fair, they, like, there's stories about it. Wasn't the Space Needle in Washington built as part of the World's Fair out there in the 60s or whatever? And That sounds familiar, but I'm not positive. Sure. So, so I mean, that's the type of stuff you think about. Uh, apparently, a part of the bid, uh, according to what was said about if Minnesota had won, they would have... Uh, and this is a quote here, transformed an area of vacant land near the Mall of America into a new urban neighborhood featuring an international conference center, sports and wellness facilities, a global invitation district, entertainment, an elevated park, whatever that is, new bicycle routes and housing. So they would have built this stuff. They would have built this essentially a city around. Like I mean, in Bloomington, yeah, near the mall. So There's land available for something like that? Apparently, I you know, I know there's like parking lot space and stuff. That kind of blows me away because can you imagine how expensive that would be to do what you just read that they wanted uh-huh. to do? Uh, well, I wonder if that's all like the host locations money or if that comes from the organization at least at some level. Or True, that's a good point. I don't know. So it's a 93-day summer event. Holy, that's three months. That's a long time. <laughs> Sorry, I can't make it. Man. Yeah, you can. Pick a day. Yeah. I would. You... If it came here, would you go? I might go check it out. I don't. I would. I would 100% because how often does the World Fair come to me? It's not, but well, yeah, it did. Exactly. So they say that the, the event is aimed at bolstering trade relationships, tackling global challenges, of course, showing stuff off. Um, and then uh, is expected to draw where it's being held 14 million or more people oh, wow. over the course of its 90 some days. Oh my, I w- oh, the revenue that that would bring in. Can you imagine? 14 million people. What's the population? Isn't the population of Minnesota like six? I don't know. Million. That would be, how would, I don't know if the restaurants and hotels and whatever could handle it. Well, it would be over the course of months. So, I mean, there's that, but uh, 5.71 million. So triple. So it'd be, it'd be a, over the span of a couple months, we'd see way, granted, tourism over the course of the, you know, the year, you see a fair amount of influx. Yes, but you have tourism, normal tourism, and then you have World Fair tourism on top oh, yeah. of it. Different, it be, yeah, yeah, different thing altogether. So, interesting. Maybe. And I wonder if they do something, so like when the, uh, when the Super Bowl was here back in 2017, um, they did things where they did excursions for members of the media to like Duluth, for example, and a St. Cloud and stuff like that. So I wonder if they do like offshoot things around the state. Sh- I don't know. the state or Right. Something. I don't know. I don't know if they would or not. But well, it looks like we have to go to Serbia now. Doesn't matter. It's not happening. So <laughs> we could go to Serbia. We sure could. <laughs> that's on my, that's actually at the top of my travel list. Why? I'm, I'm kidding. Oh. I, I don't know a ton about Serbia. So Maybe it's a really a great I'm sure it's lovely. I just don't know a ton about it. Hmm. So I'm going to have to do some homework. I'm going to Google it right now. So All right. You, you look into it. See what see what the top highlights are if you visit. Okay. Music on the way for you from Lizzo, Dean Lewis, and more here at Mixing Away. Good morning. So this morning I learned that major airlines have kind of a, a dress code of sorts already, but there's a columnist that's making an argument that we should have an even more stringent dress code to fly in a plane. 
Okay. So what do you th- what do you think about what? First off, what do you generally wear when you fly? Definitely something comfortable. Like yes. Maybe some running shoes or some comfortable shoes. Sure. Comfortable, uh, loose waisted pants. Right. Sure. Because <laughs> yep. when I sit down, some of my stomach kind of likes to <laughs> flop over my waistband. <laughs> nice. Okay. Maybe, let's just say rest over, not flop. There we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they have to be stretchy and comfortable. Um, okay. And definitely not too hot because right. I get hot on planes for whatever reason. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, sweatshirts and some maybe some running pants or looser jeans. Comfortable. Comfort is what I go for. Okay. And I think that's probably what a fair amount of people go for. I know like... I haven't flown a ton lately, but the last, like the I, this winter, I went to my brother's wedding in Mexico, and I was wearing uh, jeans and a like a button-up shirt. Okay. Yeah, I mean nothing too crazy, but you know, yeah. decent, and you know, shoes, of course. Uh, so there's this columnist for the USA Today. I was reading that they make an argument that it's time to consider more of a dress code because all the major airlines, basically, their dress codes are like American, Delta, Southwest, United. Their, their dress codes basically else, you know, say, are you wearing shoes? Are you wearing appropriate clothing? And they, that's kind of the defined word. Okay. And then also there's a, some people that um, point or some airlines that point to making sure that passengers have, and I quote, um, appropriate attire, hygiene, and odor levels. <laughs> How... <laughs> How are they going to enforce that doing the sniff test as everybody walks by? Oh, you got to go. You have to well, and I wonder if they, if they say that not only on the, okay, maybe you need to, you know, here's some, here's some, something to freshen yourself up a little bit, but also on the other side of, if you're putting too much cologne or perfume on, that can be sometimes just as bad or worse. That nause- I agree. That so, nauseates me so hard. So the argument that this, that this uh, columnist is making is that they say that uh, creating a little bit higher standard, not necessarily like tuxedos and you know formal gowns but but stepping it up they say that studies show that people tend to be less rude when they dress up okay and i I could see truth in that they're they're, they cite some studies that uh, apparently in the last few years there's been a huge uptick worldwide in people being rude on planes really they say a 30 37 percent increase in the last year and a That's half a alone. What would you predict that is, why, why? Why do you think that is? I don't, I don't know. I think it's worldwide and 37%, something's driving that. Well, I, I, know, I know that uh, it, obviously this has calmed down quite a bit in the last year or so, but uh, I know that early on after flights were able to resume after the pandemic got going, a lot of people were arguing about different things related to mask versus no mask versus that person's like we were all living in our bubbles, I think, at that point in time, and then people got into spaces with other people, and and, and they, it was frustrating or scary or whatever. Whatever, yeah. I mean, whatever each individual person was dealing with at that time, and I feel like that kind of hung around a little while. That makes sense. Um, Someone coughed, people were like, oh, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, this uh, this columnist is arguing that due to that, and due to other studies that suggest that people who are dressed at least to a certain level tend to be um, less rude. Which I don't, I wonder how that you know. How that works out scientifically. So when you put on, I'm not talking tuxedo, but when you put on something, you know, middle of the road, you're not walking around in pajamas or sweats. Right. You're not wearing a tuxedo, but you're wearing, like you said, jeans and a button up, something casual, but respectable. Sure. I can't speak for you, but for myself, if I'm a little bit dolled up, Mm -hmm. I definitely carry myself differently. I do. Interesting. Okay. I, I think I, I think I act the same no matter what. (laughs) Why don't you wear a tux tomorrow and I'll tell you. (laughs) Start calling me Jeeves. Same jerk. Different outfit. (laughs) I'm kidding. You're not a jerk. I've learned to really enjoy you this week. Thanks. Really appreciate that. So, yeah, the the argument that this person is making when they ask, well, what kind of dress code are we talking about here? What do they think is appropriate versus inappropriate? They say many passengers remember a day before airline deregulation when passengers were voluntarily dressing up like wearing their Sunday best to go on a plane. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned like early on in flight times, that was more because probably a lot of people that were flying, they were of wealthier. The elite. Yeah, yeah. but even then that, that kind of hung around for a while where you you go, I mean, even, you know, public transportation, people were making sure they look good, you know, whether really? it was a plane or whatever the case may be. And and that generally speaking, is a, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it, but as a society, you know, the day-to-day, Athletic wear, like you said, that that's kind of like the standard now, yep. which is fine. I don't yeah. know. Um, but they argue that business casual, this columnist says that that's kind of the standard. That might be a good appropriate level if there was something implemented 
beyond just the make sure you're wearing shoes and, and appropriately dressed. I just don't know how they could enforce it. Well, I don't disagree with it. I don't fully agree with it either. I'm kind of unbiased, but how do you enforce that? Sorry, sir, those pants are dirty. You need to step back. Yeah, well, and it's, it's not necessarily, yeah, I I don't know. You smell like B.O. <laughs> you may not enter the plane. Jesus. <laughs> <coughs> Here's some deodorant, sir. They have just a bar of deodorant toothbrushes. Oh, man. <laughs> new pants. Yeah. See, maybe I, they're I, trying to sell us on new clothes. You're not dressed appropriately enough. If you just step off to the left, we have a uh, little, you know, air model. Yeah, of course, at the airport where things are cheap to buy. $40 for a plain T-shirt. <laughs> It's, I don't know. The argument is interesting. I don't know that it would ever get off the ground. Right. I don't think so. No. Off the ground. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, You'll just, be here all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't see it ever go anywhere, but it's just, it's, it's just a call. Yeah. It's a columnist making an argument because apparently there's research that says that A, there's been an uptick in people being jerks and B, people that dress nicer have a higher level of social, you know, knowledge and, yeah. and like are nicer to each other. The next thing I'd like to see them enforce is screaming children behind you or bumping your seat 73 times a minute. (laughs) I'm patient with children. I have a heart for children, but when they're kicking and bumping my seat and screaming and pulling their mom's hair. Super quick. So uh, my flight to Mexico for my brother's wedding this winter. So we were on the plane. We actually took off, got to like the Iowa border and came back because there was a problem. (laughs) So that was interesting. Uh, And then we got on a different plane like half hour later. Well, anyway, so seated around me, I had nobody sitting in the seat right next to me, but score in front of me and behind me were what seemed like unsupervised kids, all like eight, 10 years old. Okay. And they were all trying to interact with each other again in front of and oh, behind me. So they're climbing up, looking over, turning around. Yep. And, oh. yep. and so I just, I put my earbuds in, you know, noise canceling. And I'm just like, all right, this is going to be how it's going to be for a couple hours. Yeah. Whatever. That, that was nice of you instead of saying, could you kids just stop? But, and I didn't say anything. I, I literally just like, you know, popped up a, a movie on my iPad. And I was just like, let's just watch a movie. Yep. Here we go. Out. Yep. Didn't say a word. And actually, so we got back on the ground. We got off the plane, reloaded, and all the kids were seated with their parents the next time around. <laughs> so I don't know if somebody else said something. True. But I was Problem a little, solved, huh? yeah, little worried about, you know, halfway through, stop kicking me. But yeah, didn't yeah. have to worry about it. So <laughs> good times. Poor kids. Uh, music on the way for you in a bit. We're going to hear from Miley Cyrus, the Kid Leroy, and we're here in Mixing Week. Good morning. It's so it is indeed Taylor Swift weekend. Ah! <laughs> I, I, I'm not going, but I'm excited for those who are. For everyone that is. Imagine packing. Oh, I bet I'd be packing my bag with my outfit oh, and making sure I have man. my makeup with me and the right shoes. Wear comfortable shoes to concerts. That's like my number oh. one. I always dress up and look cute. And then later I'm like, why did I wear these stupid high-heeled boots or whatever. Because <laughs> so, I'm so, a dancer. Like, I sure. like to move and groove. And- well, there's going to be a lot of dancing going on, I just have a feeling. So, through the course of the morning, some different things. There have been some uh, updates and reminders and different things that we're sharing. If you're planning on going to the show either today or tomorrow. First one is, uh, heads up on stuff you can and can't bring. Now, the, the, a lot of these things are pretty similar to what you'd expect if you're going to any concert or event. So, you can't bring Outside food and beverage, you right. can't bring weapons, obviously, but also a big one to remember because you see this at every concert or event. Somebody that ends up going, trying to get in with a bag or yep. even like a uh, like a fanny pack sometimes. And they're like, sorry, there are very specific sizes of bags. And uh, in, I think they need, all need to be clear, clear so that they can be. You can exactly. See yep. So um, that's something to be aware of. So they actually say uh, uh, looking at the recommendations. Size cannot exceed 12 inches by 6 inches by 12 inches, like dimensions around. Needs to be clear, uh, plastic, vinyl, or PVC. Uh, and then a small clutch bag is also allowed 4.5 inches by 6.5 inches with with or without a handle strap. It uh, can be carried in as, as well. Um, and so I see that too many times where somebody's like, oh, I actually went to a concert with somebody that had a little fanny pack, and it wasn't, they were like, sorry, you got to, can't bring it in. They were like, well, what do I do? So they ended up taking the stuff out, putting it in like their pockets, pockets yeah. my pockets, like the group's pockets, and they ditched it in the in the garbage. How big was that? <laughs> it wasn't massive, but they were like, can't have that come in here. So they pitched it. Well, they, hey, they made it away, but I had to leave bags behind once too. Yeah. 
You know what that was for? That was for the Morgan Wallen concert when we went into the ditch oh. and loaded all of our stuff into the ambulance and then showed up and we just walked in with bags and there were bags oh. everywhere when we entered the place sure. because people couldn't bring them in, but right. we all got into a crash. So what are we supposed to do? For sure. Yeah. But uh, I actually own a clear bag, a foot by a foot. And then it's not six inches wide at the sure. bottom. It's more thin. Okay. But um, I don't usually carry a lot to a concert. You know, maybe some chapstick or lip gloss, my phone, some mm -hmm. money. Well, and so speaking of money, that's actually another thing to be aware of. So another thing to be aware of at U.S. Bank Stadium is they, they provide fully cashless experiences for events. Um, they actually don't take cash in the venue now. So yep. uh, credit card, debit card, Apple Pay, uh, Google's Pay Service is another one. I think they might have... Um, uh, What's the name of the other, like Venmo type stuff? Like Zelle and all yeah, that. They, yeah, they have all the digital options for you. So if you're planning on, oh, I got to stop at the ATM and get cash. No, you don't. Not for the stadium, you don't. Uh, and also, I love I'm looking through the list. I'm not going to read all of them because they're all pretty self-explanatory. Coolers, bicycles. One of the things you can't bring in, handcuffs. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to go there. So uh, don't bring handcuffs to the show if you're going Darn today it. or tomorrow. Uh, also an interesting one, signage. So um, you can, like, you see signs in the stands, and sometimes you wonder, how do they get that in here? Um, so they say you can't do any distribution of unauthorized promotional materials. So you can't, like, hand out advertising signs sure. to hand out uh, there. No flyers, samples, uh, no banners or poles. Um, and then the signs need to be smaller than 11 inches by 17 inches. So, like, a sheet of... Whatever that legal, 11 by 17. Legal size yeah. paper. No, yeah, illegal size paper. Well, and so you can't bring a big poster board and say, Taylor, I love you. Apparently not. Uh, the other thing they say is no political signage. So no no, no political yeah. statements. Leave it at home. And then uh, electronics. Obviously, everyone's going to have their cell phone. But no professional cameras. Okay. No uh, cameras with detachable lenses, which is kind of in that same field. Yep. Uh, GoPros, uh-uh. Audio recording devices, nope. Um, That's brilliant. I've never thought of wearing a GoPro to a concert. <laughs> well, don't do it at well, US I Bank. I can't. I get it. But that's a great idea. Uh, selfie sticks and drones not allowed. Could you imagine <laughs> somebody trying to bring a drone in? <laughs> Just land it on Taylor's head. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be cool, though. I mean, don't do it. No, but <laughs> you can't do it. I get it. But it, with the idea of it is cool. Uh, also, no laptops, tablets, digital e-readers. Okay. Quick side note. Uh, the people that, that have brought tablets, iPads, things like that to concerts, and then use it to, like, take pictures, you're obstructing people's view with that thing. And you get the same picture that you would off of your phone. How inconvenient. How silly. I um, think that's less of a thing than it used to be a few years ago, but I'd see that and go, what are you doing? Uh, also, no, no two-way radios or walkie-talkies. Um, laptops, again, things like that. No drones. <laughs> I mentioned that already. Um, we've got a full list. I mean, it, the very detailed list on the Mix Mobile app at mixitweight.com. But really, my advice is just bring the stuff you need with you. Don't go bringing extra things. Um, and know that you don't need cash because everything is cashless that's in the stadium. Important, that's so. important. But it's good to check out the list because you might be surprised. And see. There oh, might be no. a few things. The big one is, is the bag. Making sure you got the bag situation figured out because you don't want to get caught having to toss your toss your bag because you got in there and you're, they're like, nope, sorry. Can't bring that in. Yeah. That'd, that'd be no fun. I'll be talking more Taylor stuff here through the course of the morning, of course, with the shows today and tomorrow. I know a lot of people from the area heading down that way if they haven't already. And uh, so I know a lot of folks are excited. We'll uh, talk more about that later. Uh, also checking on your updated weather here in a few minutes. Mix, what are we morning brew? Diving into the toolbox here this Friday morning. And we start off with uh, a bear in Colorado. Okay. The bear broke into this Colorado home and feasted on pork chops before being caught on camera uh, dangling from a second floor window. <laughs> he really went all out. Sure did. Video captured by a neighbor shows the bear hanging out of this uh, house. Just like a modern Goldilocks story. His <laughs> <laughs> pork chop was too hot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, the family was away, obviously. The bear uh, was apparently trying to find its way out of the residence after breaking through a first floor window and then having dinner. Of course, having some pork so, chops. Okay, side note, it, the family is not home. Yep. Well, where did he get the pork chops? If I'm not home, my pork chops are either in my refrigerator or my freezer. I'm guessing they must have been in the fridge. Uh, you can't smell. The bear's not going to walk in, through, break the window, walk in and say, hmm, let's open the fridge up and see what we can get. Not the average bear. <laughs> Okay. Come on. Just throwing that out there. Okay, continue. I'm not trying to 
boohoo your story, but I'm just trying to picture this in my mind. Where were the pork chops? Okay, go ahead. The animal eventually did find its way back out through a window, but had that it had originally used to get in. I hope he wasn't too full on pork chops and not uh-huh. like too fat to get out. The uh, family said that the bear raided the kitchen of the home, including some leftover pork chops that were in the fridge. Oh, you were right. There you go. <laughs> I, did you just picture him opening the fridge and the lights glowing down on his face? Mm, what's in here? That like, looks good. Just some pork chops, some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> to Louisiana now, where Louisiana State University fans broke a record in an unusual College World Series tradition. So what they did is they ordered and downed more than 21,000 Jello shots Yuck. from a pizzeria. A pizzeria that sells Jello shots? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's a new uh, thing. Could someone bring that to town, please? The, <laughs> right. The owner of Rocco's Pizza and Cantina, so the the... The, the game was held in Omaha, and the owner of this uh, pizzeria was making jello shots in uh, school colors during the 2016 World Ser- uh, College World Series and, and knew this was a tradition. And so um, apparently the most recent record was last, uh, last year, 2022, the University of Mississippi uh, set a record with 18,777 of them. Uh, over the course of a 10-day tournament. So it wasn't like it was during okay, one good. day. I was worried. Yeah, that's a lot of lot of booze in one day. So LSU making its first College World Series appearance since 2017 blew past that record. Again, so the previous one, 18,770. This one, 21,435. That's 2,135 shots a day. If it's between, if it's over a ten day span, so two uh, twenty two hundred shots a day. Well, when you think about how many fans there might be involved in that, that could you imagine making Jello no. shots? That's that's kind of a pain. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, the total was uh, was just huge, obviously, and the number of shots. Uh, apparently, I'm sorry, uh, was a little bit higher than that by the time everything was all said and done. Twenty two thousand four hundred sixty two by all the time right. everything was all said and done. But uh, Jello shots are. Gross. They broke a record. Opinion. Yeah, I. It, uh, some people have fun with them. I don't know. I I could take them or leave them. Yeah, whatever. But uh, broke a. That's pretty impressive. With those kids, those college kids, yeah. and there's something going oh, on yeah. with their sports teams. Oh, yeah. They're down for. But especially when they're they're like team colors, you know. Yeah, L- that's cool. LSU purple and yellow, and they they were purple and yellow. And they're convenient too. If they're in those little plastic cups with a little lid. Yeah. I mean, imagine oh, they were. Your, your, yeah. your, your buddy could just grab a couple. And be, hey. Yeah. Here you go, Nick, and toss them across the whatever, yeah. you know. And that's exactly, they have the little cup, little cups with the covers on them, so that's how they were. Imagine the whole grounds just littered with all those little jello cups. Cleaning up around the bar, yeah, poor guy. Well, there you go, your toolbox for this morning. That's a, that's a heck of a lot of jello shots, that's for sure. Music now for you from Sia here at Mix and Away. Good morning. 64 downtown Duluth right now at the Mix One Away studios, and if you're, uh, Looking for quirky festivals to check out this summer. One of them happens to be in uh, my old stomping grounds down in the Brainerd area. So it's called Beanhole Days. I've never heard of this. And that's so that's what's kind of entertaining is, you know, some people like. Say it again for our listeners. Say Beanhole Days. Yeah, it's a thing. So the, the, the community of Pequot Lakes, Minnesota hosts this thing every year. It's in July. Um, and it's one of a number of different Minnesota food related festivals. I mean, there's other, maybe the state fair, you could argue is a food festival. It's the extreme food festival. Right. There's all kinds there. But there's a number of other ones. There's we, like catfish days in Floodwood. Yeah. Um, we, well, we talked about even just the rhubarb, rhubarb festival, festival, which yep. is this weekend here in Duluth. Uh, but I would argue, and a lot of other people agree, that that the Beanhole Days Festival is one of the quirkier ones in the entire state. Could you run that down for me? I don't understand. What's up? You put beans in a hole? Really? Is, so, it, is it self-explanatory yeah, or am yeah, I missing so, something? So basically what, what it is, is they do, they dig a big hole in a park space in the middle of town. So Pequot Lakes, by the way, a couple different things to try to maybe jog people's memories, maybe driven through there. It's the home of Paul Bunyan's bobber. The water tower is a giant bobber. Sure. Um, and it's a town of like, I don't know, 1500 people or so. It's not a big town, um, but they have a park right in the middle of town and it's next to an old train station. Um, and, and they... Dig a hole in the ground. They create a fire. Then they put these big pots of beans, cast iron pots of beans, in the hole in the ground, cover them up. They cook overnight, and the next day, everybody shows up and they eat beans. That's so cool. Isn't that it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so you might wonder, okay, why beans? Because central Minnesota is not known for its bean growing. <laughs> no. So the story is basically way back in the day, back in the 30s, there was a business owner that decided he wanted to, to do a celebration to celebrate uh, 
local farmers and business people. Okay. And so he said, tell you what, we're doing a bean feed. And everybody apparently was like, okay. It's a very ch cheap and cost-effective way yeah. to feed people. Sure. Especially when you make them like that, when you just buy the dry beans, soak them, add the, you know, sometimes you add throw, chunks of ham or bacon. Throw them in the ground overnight. You know. Well, see, I've been to a luau before, actually, sure. in Hawaii, and they okay. put a pig underground on the coals sure. that, and cover it back up. Sure. And then we got to watch the whole thing, un, you know, be unveiled and whatnot. So the beans are probably a little less scary than watching a pig come out of the ground. But what a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, like I said, it's it's this summer. It's every year they do it in the summertime. They even crown a king and queen bean. Oh, my God. They have kids activities. Like, hey, it's, a, it's a whole thing. I'm queen bean. <laughs> That's great bragging rights. So is this um, sponsored by, like, Gas X or Beano you or You would anything? think so. Well, no, no. It's just, it's just a fun community event. You show up. You pay a couple bucks. You actually get a, a take-home, like, bean hole mug if you pay the, the, <laughs> the money. Um, so do you have kinda, a bean hole mug? I do not. Um, the only time, so it's actually funny you asked that. The only time I was ever involved in anything related to bean hole days, um, which is funny because growing up there, you think I would have checked it. I'm not a big bean guy. So <laughs> you'll it, never be bing, bing. I'll never King be King Bean. bean. <laughs> Sorry. No, but um, so back in 2000, I think it was 2001, uh, there was a, a few communities in the Brainerd area that hosted the governor's fishing opener. This was when. Jesse the Body Ventura, when Very he cool. was governor. And so what they did was in May, so they usually hold this beanhole days in July. Okay. So in May, they decided to do an extra early beanhole days, and then other community entities got together, and they made a dinner. So they did beans, they did uh, roast beef, they did a whole dinner. And uh, so I was part of the team because the local fire departments were involved in, like, making the dinner, and my dad's on one of the fire departments. And so... I was there helping serve food to to the body. That's cool. Got to shake his hand and everything else. It was kind of a neat little neat little They're deal. Very and, cool. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I've not actually even been to Beanhole Days, but but it was uh, where you know my my old stomping grounds. It's a it's a neat thing, and a lot of people, thousands of people, go to this thing. It, the the population of the town like triples sometimes. I kind of want to go now. Yeah. You know, cornhole. They should make beanhole games. Like the bean bags look like. Giant beans, you yeah. toss them into the pot. Like, I think so. That'd be cool. That would, yeah. Well, they've, they've got an like, art fair, and they, they do a whole bunch of different stuff. I mean, so there's kind of a whole day of fun. So even if you don't love the beans, you can come and There's stuff to do, and there's fun everyone. to be had. Yeah, yeah. and it's, this year, it's July 18th. It's a Tuesday, so you'd have to, like, take the day off. Just, but Oh, well. Or you could just leave right after the show. and Because <laughs> they, they pull the beans out of the ground at for noon, 11.30. They actually, part of the deal is they actually have somebody announce, the beans are ready. So it's like the unveiling of yeah, the beans. Yeah, pretty much. So the it's, it's ringing the dinner bell. The beans are ready. Come and get it. It's a whole thing. But yeah, I would argue probably one of Minnesota's quirkiest and probably the quirkiest food uh, festival in agreed. the state. Completely agreed. So if you want to see some photos, I mean, you can see they've got a giant like backhoe pulling the beans out of the ground. Oh my God. We've got it all on our website or mobile app. You can check out the story for you and a and, uh, little additional information. Maybe you want to check it out for yourself or just want to see photos and stuff. You can check it out on our website or mobile app. Kind beans. of fun. Yeah. Bean hole baked days. Beans. Not green beans. It's like baked beans, right? Yeah. Boston baked beans. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know exactly, but it's not green beans. No, I think it, it's either like baked beans or kidney beans or like some other like well, beans you'd make in a pot. Just bean dishes, right? Yeah. Because I'm not a bean guy. So, you know, I, I've never gone to investigate what you got in there, but I, I'm pretty sure it's baked beans. Like ninety percent sure, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, looking at the pictures, very cool. I'm gonna check it out. <sighs> I tell you, fun times had by uh, all. Yeah, I come from the land where uh, there's the Bean Festival. Have you heard of it? No. Got a, got a giant bobber water tower and uh, beans bean hole days. We get together in July and eat See, beans. It wouldn't be as random if it were just called bean days but what it's no, bean, hole bean hole days, days. <laughs> you know and you wouldn't think somebody in the 30s would be like i got an idea that'll little yeah. stick well i did so there you go bean hole days <laughs> it's a thing uh, music on the way for you from maroon five uh jack's on the way as well as uh if you're thinking about if you don't have tickets to the taylor swift show and you're thinking maybe i could just go and hang out outside well people from the the stadium are saying you might want to consider otherwise we'll share those details coming up here in mixing away it's 7.37 on a uh, Friday morning, currently 66 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix 1A Studios. And there's been a trend with a lot of Taylor Swift shows around the country where people that don't have tickets, couldn't get tickets, go and they sit outside the stadium, somewhere okay. nearby or around the stadium to try to listen to the show. Okay. And folks from U.S. Bank Stadium are saying, uh, don't do that. And the reason is not just because they're worried about a crowd outside the stadium, which will make getting in and out difficult yep. and create security questions, but also... 
you're not going to hear much of anything because a reminder, U.S. Bank Stadium is an enclosed building. Yep. And and that's something that a lot of people that are traveling from around the region and hear, well, you know, Taylor fans in Philly went and they sat outside Lincoln Financial Stadium and they listened to the show. That's fine, but that's also an open-air stadium. So they're going to hear something. Exactly. And I'm guessing U.S. Bank Stadium is well-insulated, too, because Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So it, you're really not going to hear much. Right. I mean, you might hear some kind of noise, but it's going to be very muffled, probably, or something. I don't know. Um, so, some statistics. Uh, one of the Twin Cities TV stations said, because there are a few different events, of course, the big one, uh, when you talk about just raw numbers of people, is the Taylor Swift concerts, but also uh, Pride Festival events, Kiwanis Convention. There's a bunch of other events. They're anticipating half a million people in town. This weekend? This weekend. Wow. Because of the various events going on. It's all happening at once? So, yeah, yeah, all this weekend. So because of that, the the U.S. Bank Stadium folks are saying we really strongly discourage Taylor Swift fans from gathering outside the stadium for shows on Friday and Saturday. The, Again, a number of reasons. They'll probably be security shagging people away, I'm Would guessing. pretty much guarantee it. The advisory uh, reminded Swifties that U.S. Bank Stadium, as I mentioned, is an enclosed venue in the heart of downtown Minneapolis, so fans aren't going to be able to really see or hear anything no matter where you are. Um there are still tickets available. That's the other thing is now a couple of weeks ago, I, I looked into how much are resale tickets going for, and it was a pretty... Did you want to go to the concert? No, I was just <laughs> curious. Uh, I, I don't have... I, I'm not going to... Uh, seeing Taylor Swift would be fun. Yes. But I just couldn't justify parting with that kind of money to go I to understand. the show. I understand. Um, so they were the cheapest tickets I could find two weeks ago, and I looked on... Um, Three or four different resale, major resale websites. So you're talking nosebleeds, obstructed view, just the the most basic seat you can buy. Top of the house, yeah, it was like twelve hundred bucks. Wow. Now looking this morning, and that was yeah, that was like single tickets, twelve hundred bucks. Looking this morning, they've come down. You could actually find some tickets in those same places for five hundred ish dollars, six hundred dollars. Pretty sad when five and six hundred dollars sounds cheap. When that sounds oh, yeah, when that what sounds great. <laughs> So that's that's the other thing. And this is something people are, there are some people going, well, what the heck? Why people trying to gouge people up until the last minute? Well, no, what it, what it really comes down to is, and this happens with most sporting events on the resale market, is people are trying to, they're following the trend of a popular sporting event, game, music, whatever. Yep. And then as things get close and those tickets haven't sold, they go, well, I want to get rid of them. I want to get something for yes. them. So they come down in price. Makes sense. So little tip for you, if you're looking to get in last minute to any sort of concert or music event, you know, if you look on a resale website, you could potentially get some cheaper than they were maybe a few weeks ago. And this is a case of that where they're, they're like half off compared to what they were a couple Which, weeks ago. It's nice. I hope people can scoop them up. Uh, tonight and tomorrow, doors open at U.S. Bank Stadium at 4.30 p.m., okay. which is two hours before the, the first act hops on. So time to get in, get yeah. settled, yeah. Buy some merch, get some beverages and some nachos or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so doors at 4.30, first act opens at 6.30, and uh, Miss T-Swift herself will come on stage around 8 p.m. and play a three-hour set. So... Get your dancing shoes on from 8 to 11 and uh, plan those Uber and Lyft rides now. Sure. Yeah, if you can make a little plan to kind of what you're going to do and, and whatnot. And and obviously, no, you're not going to be getting out at 11. I right. mean, the show might go a little bit later than that, potentially. And, of course, you know, following the crowd out of the building and getting to whatever your, whatever your means of transportation is is going to be a little bit of a, you know, go through the crowd thing. And luckily, on top of that, Metro Transit is running their services like the, the the train and stuff. They are extending those later than they were planning on. Great. Good. So ways to get around. More but, options. Uh, and hey, I'm excited for you if you're going. A little bit jealous. If you uh, do end up going, love to see a picture. Yes. Shoot us a little video clip. Uh, let us know how your experience was. We'd love to hear about it. Um, you can shoot that to us either on a Facebook page or a mobile app. Please, um, please yeah. send them. I'm living vicariously through you. Because... <laughs> yeah, Good for you. You got tickets to go. I am, uh, again, $500 is a little bit too much for, for, for me to go see Taylor. But if it's for you or you got tickets cheaper when they were on sale the first time around, good for you. Let us know how it goes. Love to hear from you about it. Music on the way for you soon. We're going to hear from Morgan Wallen. Uh, going to hear from Taylor Swift as well as... Uh, <laughs> 
we're going to be talking about uh, your favorite hairstyle. There's a there's a kid who's looking to reclaim his title as uh, king of the mullet. Mullet mania just is not dying no. anytime soon. We're going to talk about that coming up here in about 10 minutes on Mix It Up. It's- so fitting that we just got done playing your boy Morgan Wallen. We're talking mullets. So there's a kid, a nine-year-old from the uh, Chippewa Falls area in Wisconsin who's looking to reclaim his title as the... Uh, mullet championship in the kids division so did he won this last year last year yeah he's looking okay. to defend his title he's back <laughs> i wonder if he had a trim at all within the last year was, well, at that point when you're the champion you're just maintaining right yeah, you know yeah. you're just making sure it's looking good yeah uh, so <laughs> he's got some beautiful hair yeah he so really does blonde mullet is what's going on nice wavy looking mullet and, and of course is sporting the uh the, the new age those like big bulky plastic aviators with the multicolor. yeah i those are not personally my style but hey good for him they're perfect with his mullet they, they go well with the style yeah i wouldn't say that he's blonde i would definitely say he's strawberry blonde sure okay I, yeah depending Sorry, on the I'm lighting i'm trying to paint a picture and he's got yes. the fade on the sides yes you know what that means it's like the tr- like Yep. Trim it up, keep it nice and tight on the sides, and then let that party in the back just the party hard in the back, man. So he's dying. His name is Emmett Bailey, and he won last year. We talked about that. I remembered, like, everyone talked about it last year. (laughs) Because, you know, Kid from Wisconsin wins the mullet, the USA mullet championship in the kids' division and uh, won some prize money. So he got $2,500 and a mullet championship t shirt. And they actually, when the, this, News reporter from Wisconsin interviewed him. He was actually wearing the shirt because, of course, why not? Yeah. Emmett's dad said he was excited to win. Uh, he didn't quite understand right away, but uh, they, they ended up apparently getting him a go-kart as a part of the celebration of him winning. That was what he wanted because his family's really into <laughs> racing. I was reading up on him a little bit. Yep. Um, the nice thing about that is it's only $10 for kids to register into this contest. Sure. And all the proceeds above and beyond the $2,500 prize right. go to, I don't know the name of it, forgive me, but it's some wig. It's like a wig right. for people maybe who are battling cancer and have lost their hair need, or yep. for whatever reason they might need a wig. So I think that's a beautiful story. Absolutely. Tie it together. That kid's got, gr- I am jealous and envious of that hair. So his nickname is Mullet Boy now, which like <laughs> in some levels you might argue sounds like a mean thing to say, but no, he's owning it. He's prideful oh, of it. No, he is Mullet Boy. huge badge of honor these days. Imagine him in, when he's like 42 years old. Yeah, back in uh, 2022, <laughs> I was Mullet book crowned Mullet Boy. Oh man. He plans to defend his title as he at Mullet champion, uh, champion in the kids' division by running once again. But this time, uh, his dream is to give back to the community that helped him oh. if he wins. So he says, with my winnings, I'm going to donate it to a uh, uh, fast factory, is what it's called, and to get a kid into racing. That's awesome. So helping uh, you know, another kid out there get into the racing world. So yeah, Fast Factory Foundation is a nonprofit based in Wisconsin which uses donations to help kids get uh, go-karts and get into that. That's awesome. Other kids entering the contest are like, oh, no, there's Emmett. There's Mullet Boy. How am I ever going to beat him? Look at that flow. Yeah. I wonder what conditioner he uses. <laughs> he could sponsor him suave. Oh, man. So his, Emma's dad says uh, the submission for the USA Mullet co- uh, Championship in the kids' division is uh, due on July 1st. So if you're looking to compete with Emmett... There you go. You got a little time yet. Uh, voting then gets going into the summer, and uh, candidates for voting will begin in August. And uh, Good luck, Emmett. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So we'll see if a Wisconsin kid, or maybe maybe we can get a Minnesota kid to pop. I think there was Minnesota and Wisconsin kids multiple that were in, like, the finals, if really? I remember right from last year. And then, of course, Emmett won it last year. I love so. mullets. I wish someone would ah. upload their kids' mullet pictures to our, or their, anybody's mullet pictures. I want to see them. Yeah, well, if you, if you I'm got, a big fan. If you got one, shoot us a message Please. through a mobile app. Uh, yeah. Let us know. Jen, we'll love to see your your uh, your business in the front party, party in the in back. The back. <laughs> We're going to check on your weather coming up here in just a matter of a few minutes here and Mix It Away. Good morning. It's 8.13 on a Friday morning. Uh, 68 degrees downtown Duluth right now at the Mix Money Studios. And today is the first of two days. Taylor Swift doing shows in Minnesota. And uh, lots of folks super hyped up about that. The Twin Cities expecting... A few hundred thousand people showing up. <laughs> a mere. To just be around it. Uh, there are actually some people just showing up just to buy merch, not even go to the show, which we'll talk about a little bit later on this morning. Okay. In the meantime, so <laughs> I got sent this reminder of a video. So this is from 2009. Taylor Swift was doing a uh, interview on the BBC radio service in London. Uh-huh. And she, for some reason, no idea why, 
decided to do a Minnesota soccer mom impression. It's so in, random. In London, of all I, I places. I wonder what led up to this. Well, and that's exactly, like, I wonder if there was maybe a conversation about British accents yeah. or something, and she was like, you know, I got an accent. I don't know. There's no ex- explanation. Maybe the video. they said, well, what does an American accent sound like? And she probably said, well, they vary from state to state. Maybe. My favorite is the Minnesota soccer mom, and let's have it. Yeah, so it, it very hard to say. that the, the clip itself is just very compact. There's no lead up to it. I'd have to really do some digging to see if I can figure out more. But um, I'm going to give you the impression. Are you ready for it? Oh, please. Here, it's great. Here we go. It's just Minnesota, Minnesota soccer okay. mom. Okay. Yeah, this is what they sound like. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Just in my head. Cool. Okay. Are we ready for this? I was driving down the road the other day, and I was in my van, and this mini, this, oh, this deer, this dang deer just jumped out in front of my van, and I didn't even know what was going on, because I don't know if I swerve, then I might go off the road and hit a snow drift, and I was just trying to pick up Jimmy from soccer, and I, I didn't ask for that deer to go out in the middle of the road. If I hit the deer, then I got that on my mind all day, and I gotta clean off my car, and there's possible dents, but then you know you gotta think about if you swerve, they tell you not to do that in traffic class, um, and I was late to pick Jimmy up, and he's like, Mom, you're late, and he's just, you know, nagging at me the whole rest of the day, and it's all because of this dang deer. <laughs> so, so first off, you know, soccer in the snowbanks, those yeah, go perfectly together. I too. But but the uh, the amount of like oh I hit a deer I'm gonna brush it off and go on with my day it, it's very yes that's spot on um, whether you like it or not so there's a lot of comments this so the the, the version of this that got sent to me is actually on TikTok because that's of course how video is shared these days uh, and the number of comments of people saying I live in Minnesota and that's better than my accent I, I agree with that <laughs> she nailed it I wonder how great she's gonna be able to do after tonight and tomorrow oh, night oh man you got gotta wonder like do you do you do that when you're on stage at a concert like do you do you drop that because that's that's like a that's like a deep cut hit there's that that's gotten some attention online over the years she'll say oh cripes everybody thanks for coming oh geez look at the audience out here you're really great out there really appreciate you being here <laughs> glad you didn't hit any deer on the way here hopefully you don't on the way back tell your folks i said hi you know those cell phones are spendy but go ahead and turn your flashlight on we're gonna <laughs> Yes, that uh, little throwback from 2009. She looks like I just, she was 19. She's, uh, I continue, which it's weird when you think of like youth celebrities, you don't think they age. Right. She's not, I mean. She's forever young. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's wild to me. Anyway, good for her nailing that accent. That was and, excellent. Oh, man. I, I, I could listen to that actually like over and over. Her, her enthusiasm. There, and I know Jimmy's there are, just nagging at me. <laughs> I know there are some people out there going, we don't talk like that, okay? Yes, we do. Well, kind of, you know. Hey, when my brother lived in California for years, and I would go visit, and his friends would say, well, let's just keep talking because I want to hear your sister talk. <laughs> I'm like, so, what do you mean? Yeah, I, there's been a few instances I've been um, out elsewhere in the country, and yeah, people, when they know where you're from, can you say these words? Yep. You know, they'll give you a list of words they want you to say because they think it's boat. You know, uh, what's a couple of other ones that are road? Uh, yeah. Oh no. Oh, do you talk? Do you call it pop? <laughs> yeah, we do. What do you want? And hot dish. What's a hot dish? Exactly. Well, it's like a casserole, but we just call it a hot it, dish. It's different. We put tater tots on <laughs> it. Or wild rice. Yeah. Hot dish. Oh, all right. Coming Good up job. later on this morning. That was excellent. <laughs> we've got a we've got a alleged mosquito hack. Speaking of TikTok, there's a TikToker saying you're missing out on this. So we're gonna we're gonna let you know what it is. If you can, Jen, give it a try. See what happens. See if it works for you. I'll I, at this point I'll try anything. Okay, all right, we'll see what happens. Music also on the way from Miley Cyrus, Lady Gaga, and more here in Mix It Away. Good morning. Hey, it's- so one of the things that uh, the world of like TikTok has brought about is a lot of life hacks. Some of them are kind of silly. Some of them are a little questionable, but some of them are genius. Okay. And uh, this this one, I'd never heard of this before, but there's a woman who swears by this uh, this way to fight mosquitoes in your yard. And apparently a lot of other people are joining in saying, yeah, it works really well. So there's actually a, a product, that which I've never heard of before. They're called mosquito dunks. You know, like you dunk a donut. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to eat these, but... That's what they're called, and apparently it's it's a it's a product designed to um, keep mosquito larvae from maturing, becoming the flying pests that we all know and hate. 
and mosquitoes are attracted to water, so the dunk well, part. That's, yeah, yeah, and that's actually you know part of their their regenerative process. Uh, you know, they use water as a you know part of their you know for their babies. Right. Um. So the idea behind these products is apparently they're designed to be put in uh, water things around your property. So like rain barrels. If you have a little like, um, they even say like bird watering or uh, you your know bird, bird baths. Bath? Well, wouldn't it hurt the bird? So the, here's what they say. They say that it's actually human and pet friendly. Now, you're not going to want to eat one of these because it's a little disc. You're not going to want to eat one of them, but they say it's actually non-toxic. And uh, what it does is there's actually a bacteria in these things that actually um, they attack mosquito larvae, but okay. they won't bother people or, or pets or okay, that makes wildlife. Sense. Um, so, yeah, they say rain barrels, gutters, um, any place, you know, places you have standing water in your yard. Um, they say just toss, you know, one of these tablets, depending on how big it is, and uh, it'll actually prevent larvae from becoming adult mosquitoes for a full month. Lasts for 30 days, treats 100 square feet of surface water. That's right. a lot. That's, that's a fair amount. Kill mosquitoes before they're old enough to bite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the bit. That's the deal with this thing. And this woman is getting a lot of attention on on TikTok in areas where mosquitoes are a problem, namely like Minnesota and Wisconsin. They're pretty... This year, it seems like there's a bumper crop, even though I know every year we say that. Uh, it was worse this year. There's sure. no doubt. The dragonflies have finally yeah. provided some relief. I Earlier this season, I wouldn't even go... I, I love the outdoors. I love being outside. Yep. I love walking. I love looking at the sky. I, all of it. I couldn't stand outside for two minutes. Yeah. Unless you doused yourself in DEET. Right. You were just up a creek. You couldn't do so, it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I actually have these in my cart right now, and I'm <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, there's okay. a six pack for nine ninety two. Here Gonna I go. Give it a go. Proceed to check out. Okay. So I'm curious to see. Give this a shot because there are a lot of people commenting on the video saying I'd never heard of these before. I tried them. They actually were great. Um, I don't know if they live up to the hype. The idea is that you know they're. They're a, a non-toxic way to fight bugs in your yard. I'll so. do it however I can. Okay. I'm Let me know how outside. it goes. Let me know how it goes. All right. I'm really curious. But yeah, there's a lot of people glowing about them. So I don't know. Give them a shot. It's got to be some truth to it if people are... Because if, if something, I try something and it doesn't work, I don't say a peep. I'm like, no. Right. But if people are like, yeah, it actually worked. Right. Well, and it's, so there's a lot of interesting science about, you know, ways to ward off bugs. I mean, a few weeks ago, there was conversations that we had on the air about... Um, Wearing certain colors, giving you better odds of, of fending off mosquitoes, having certain types of plants around like your, your garden and mm -hmm. around your patio being helpful. Now, those are not guarantees and neither is something like this, but it's a way to kind of like help. It won't attract more. Right. Just, yeah, I get yeah. that. Okay. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Give it a go. See, I mean, you said you're going to maybe pick some up. So one let, of, let one me know what goes. A mosquito bit my ankle while driving in this morning oh, on no. my driver foot pedal. So I was like, ah. Like, you let it in. Well, I'll open the door to sit down in the car and 14 sure. of them fly in. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And then I'm driving down the road, waving my arms, trying to fling them out the windows. <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm done. Ugh. So mosquito dunks, here I come. All right. Looking forward to seeing how that goes for you. Thanks. Music on the way for you here in a little while from Harry Styles. Pink and more here in Mix and Awake. Good morning. 70 already downtown Duluth at the Mix 108 Studios. As we look for a high into the low 80s today, chance of rain and thunderstorms. And uh, down Twin Cities way, of course, it's uh, Taylor Mania, Taylor Swift today and tomorrow, U.S. Bank Stadium down in Minneapolis. And there are actually people that are going there excited, not even go to go to the show, just to get stuff from the merch vendors that are going to be hanging out, which uh, is wild. They hang out. Sorry. How's that go? Do I'm um, Do they? <laughs> Do they have merch tents outside for Taylor they Swift? They must because there are people that there are some news outlets in the Twin Cities that have been talking to people that are lining up as of even yesterday that don't have tickets to the show. They weren't able to get them or or now, I mean, with the resale market being like we talked this morning, the cheapest ones are still five, six hundred dollars yep. um, that uh, people weren't able to get tickets, but they're still excited to just go get some merch from the tour. Gosh, if I didn't have so much going on this weekend, <laughs> I'm not. Kidding. Are I you might getting FOMO? Are you like I, I am the queen of FOMO. <laughs> I'm just itching to drive down there and just see the town buzzing and buy a cute 
I don't know, crew neck or something. (laughs) Yeah, so there are people that are showing up. They were getting in line as of yesterday already to go get merch um, from the various stuff that's being highlighted during this Eras tour. And uh, that's wild to me because, I mean, they were lining up again more than like a day before the show. Yeah, for just for merch. Yeah. We used to, we talked about that. We used to do that for back tickets in the day for stuff. tickets, like spend the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, and there was a one, uh, there was a, a mom and uh, there was a 14 year old that was there as one of the people that was talked to that are just excited. You know, they're excited about the concert being a big thing. You know, some people sharing disappointment they weren't able to get tickets but they're like hey we're a part of the experience at some level we're going to get some merch from it we're going to have some memorabilia um, that's what i'm talking about even though you don't have tickets go and that's me go and enjoy and make it be part of the experience in some way rather than not at all right and and so on that note we talked earlier this morning there's that in this same story that talks about the people that are showing up way ahead of time just to get merch um the city of minneapolis has been talking about how crazy planning for this has been, which is weird because it's a concert, right? There are concerts that happen a lot in the Twin Cities. Yes. But this particular two-night concert event is leading to kind of like Super Bowl-level preparations I because of the amount of people that are showing up to be around, mm-hmm. um, whether they're buying merch like this or they're, they're just showing up to be around. And uh, we, we talked about earlier this morning how some people have been showing up in some cities you know, hoping to just hear the show from outside. Obviously, we mentioned this this morning, not a possibility with an indoor stadium. Not unless they retracted the top. Can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that? Well, it's all in place. Well, that's, the, I'm thinking. They can the open Dallas. the doors on the sides. Isn't it the Cowboys Stadium that retracts on the Yeah, top? they've got the I'm thing on the roof. That. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so they can open the doors on the sides, but they're not planning on yeah, doing I that. Yeah, they, they mentioned that they're not going to be doing that. Keep it sacred, you know. Right. Um, plus, it's going to be hot. You don't want, you True. know, Good 90 point. degree air blowing in during the stadium, in the, during the it's show. It's going to be hot in there anyway. It'll be All warm, the energy, oh, it's going to be hot. No, no, we got the HVAC system working, <laughs> keeping it. There's going to be a million people in there dancing, <laughs> screaming, <laughs> and tossing their arms in the air. It's going to be warm. Yeah, the, the, uh, one of the TV stations down in the Twin Cities talked to one of the people from the police department about how it's a multi-agency, like, thing to make sure that everything in and around the stadium is safe transportation lines are all clear and it's a it's a big thing everything else has come to a halt and it's just totally swifty focus right well and and again we talked earlier this morning about the fact there's also some some uh twin cities pride festival things going on there's a convention in town there's other things yeah Um, but of course, this is the kind of the the one that a lot of people are watching and, and trying to be part of, and whether they're going to be there or not. The one thing I will say that hasn't been mentioned in any, any news stories, but I'm sure there hopefully aren't stories about this: people that end up getting scammed out of money or whatever, buying like fake merch. Yeah, because I'm sure there's probably people trying. I mean, we heard stories about people trying to sell fake tickets leading up to this, because of course the frenzy are on that. Lauren actually almost fell victim to getting fake tickets. She was down in Texas visiting a friend, and they figured, well, maybe we could try to find tickets last minute. And they actually were were sending messages back and forth with somebody that ended up ultimately being a scammer. Oh, so they were like, they were considering buying the tickets. They were the talking tickets. to this person, and they got <gasps> to the point where they were like, yeah, let's try to figure something out. And then they were they something the person said tipped them off, and they realized, no, this is not good. Close call. Yeah. So. And that's something we talked earlier this week. The you know attorney general is warning folks: be careful, last minute tickets. And it's hard when you're so excited about something. You're just de- you hate to use the word desperate, but I've been desperate for tickets before, and it's like I'll sure. do what I can, how I can, where I can. Let's yep. start searching. You know. Yep. So just be careful if you're going uh, about that type of stuff, and but uh, have fun. If you do end up going, we mentioned this before, mentioned it again. Send us a photo. Shoot us a message through our, our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our mobile app. We'd love to hear about your experience. And, of course, we'll be talking more about that on Monday afterward. You know, some of the stories that we get from listeners. I'm sure there's going to be lots of amazing stories. I can't wait. I, like I said, I wish I was there. I'm living vicariously through you, through you if you're going. So have fun. And Jen's got the FOMO going on. Give a couple shouts for me. <laughs> Go, Taylor. Go, Taylor. We're going to kick off your Workday 80 Minutes commercial-free music coming up from Tate McRae, Adele, and also your throwback song of the day here in Mix It Away. Good morning.